Our theme this morning for the message of today is relieving loneliness and bringing hope. Relieving loneliness and bringing hope. I think for effect, loneliness is something that can um, really hinder people from moving on in terms of life. Loneliness can be something that can hold people back. Actually, it can incapacitate people from performing, from doing the things that they uh, would like to do because uh, it, is, it, it can be a very serious and you know, very sad condition. And uh, this is a condition which we read from Mark in which this man found himself to be loneliness. I don't know how sometimes we understand loneliness. Loneliness has nothing to do with being alone. Sometimes people would think, oh, I'm just by myself in the house, it's myself in the flat, maybe being alone. It's not necessarily linked, being alone and loneliness. Because we know of people who might be even, you know, surrounded by people and, you know, a number of, I mean, family members or siblings, but still, some people can still find themselves, you know, being lonely. However, I don't want to get so much into that, but here I'm talking about this man that we read from Mark. Loneliness, because we're talking about loneliness. But while it's in, in those moments of loneliness, from this message today, I want to assure you, I want to encourage you that there is hope, hope that comes through Jesus Christ. So according to Mark, this is Jesus' first mission trip to a gentle region, which is uh, contrary to the Matthean you know, version, because according to Matthew, uh, in particular chapter 10 and chapter 15, uh, Jesus restricts his disciples you know, from uh, going to mission outside Israel. So Matthew has got a, 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 a perception of Jesus Christ and his disciples offering ministry or mission only to Israel. But in this account, in Mark, so Mark, you know, his approach or thinking and his view of Christ is one who goes out, out of his boundaries. Jesus goes out beyond, you know, his boundaries. That's Mark. So in this instance, that's why we hear he's in this, in this region called Gadara, the Gerasins, where he's met by this man this man, it's unfortunate he is not named. This man is not named. I would have loved maybe for Mark to give a name to this man because in this, this is one of Jesus' you know, powerful miracles. But he has no name. Maybe that's not for us. But uh, you know, Jesus is met by this man um, who lives, he is said to, to be living outside the community. He lives outside you know, his society in the tombs. He is a gentleman. He is a gentleman. He is possessed by an unclean spirit. He is possessed by demons. So you can see the multiplicity of issues that surround this man. He, he is not named. We don't know his name. He is a gentleman. He is a foreigner, a stranger. He lives in the tombs. He is possessed. You can see issues that are at play you know, in this man. 
So, which I said earlier, that it's, it's very sad. It, 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 it can be a very sad condition in which one can find themselves in. So, the effects of the evil spirit. So, the evil spirit have turned this man to be wild and so violent. His power is stated in three ways, you know, according to Mark, how, he, how Mark describes the state and condition of this man being driven by this, you know, the powers of this you know, evil spirit. So, Mark describes um, in three ways. This man, he ripped the chains apart. He broke the shackles and he overpowered all who tried to tame him. So you can see that as much as this man was possessed, as much as he was in, in this you know, very worst condition, some people tried. They tried you know, to tame him. They tried to calm him. They tried maybe to bring him home. But it, was, it couldn't work because of what was, what was controlling him. He was under possession. He was under control. So this manifestation was beyond his control. Once again, I say, this was a very sad situation and sad condition for anyone to be in. So th that, that was the man. And the man, we obviously, he, he's been cut from his society. He's been cut from his community. He lives in the tombs. He lives in sorrow. And for me, once again, I'm very sad to notice that he has even lost his sense of identity. Because when Jesus asks him, what is your name? What is your name? Do you know my friend's name? The, the name, the, the name, just to ask your name, your name has to do with who you are, your identity, your status, and everything. But this man, he says, he doesn't provide a name. He says, I am Legion. And for, for a fact, Legion is not a name. Because um, a Legion was the largest unity of the Roman army consisting of 3,000 to 6,000 soldiers. So legion was not, a, was not even a name. So let me correct someone here today. If ever you thought that uh, this man was called legion, that's not his name. He's not legion. He doesn't provide a name. So that's a loss of, you know, sense of identity. Loss of status in this man. Once again, it's a very sad, you know, uh, scenario. Um... So, because as he says, legion, that's quite, you know, uh, a big number. So, implying that he was possessed by so many, so many demons. And the demon's goal was to control, see, the demon's goal was to control the humans they inhabited. To take away every sense of sanity, dignity, and calm. So, all that has gone away from this man. All that is gone. You know, his joy, his peace, his composure, him as being a person, a human, it's always been taken away by the control of this demon. But Jesus' goal was to give people freedom from sin and Satan's control. In John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus says, For the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but the Son of Man uh, comes that you might have life 
in its fullness. So for Jesus here in Mark, he comes into the life of this man to bring healing, to restore him, to give him once again his lost sense of dignity and status. And at the end of the story, a man's life has been saved. At the end of the story, a man's life has been saved. He is restored and can now once again go back home to reunite, to rejoin with others, families and friends. He had been alone for a long time, but now can go back home and share the good news of what Jesus has done for him. Healing and restoration. This man had been demon-possessed, but, beca but became a living example of Jesus' power of healing. Friends, we see Jesus' power of healing. So, do we not get encouraged from this passage? Do we not get inspired that there is hope? As we today celebrate and commemorate um, Methodist homes uh, for the aged today, whose vision is for people to find meaning and hope in later life and to tackle loneliness and isolation. From the story that we heard in the video clip, Anton's story, um, his story, part of his testimony says, I don't know how I could have coped without the support of the MHA. So we find people like Anthony and others. Yes, they've been exposed. They're in situations, not because of choice, but sometimes some, if not many of them, you know, they struggle. That loneliness, that suffering. But today we rejoice that there is such an institution, organization like the MHA, volunteers, paid staff, and many others who play a very big role and part to support people who are in conditions of loneliness, of which today we join with the nation today. Uh, by the way, today it is called a nation's you know, thanks, thank you day. So we join with the nation as we say thank you to all those involved in the caring and supporting ministry for the older people in the MHA. Let me also th say thank you to our church family for your continued support to the work of God through your prayers, your giving, and support to all those who are vulnerable and those who are in need. Friends, in whatever situations, whatever circumstances, let us believe and trust that God, our hope is in God, Him, through Jesus Christ, who can heal us and restore us. God bless.